Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Bible Reading Podcast. It's uh, Tom and Steve here again, and uh, we are here to, in a few minutes, uh, discuss a piece of scripture from the book of Genesis. Uh, but before we get to that, um, Steve, you talk, you already talked a little bit about your Victory Point history and your Victory Point story, but um, anything else you want to add to that? Like, mm-hmm. what, like what made you, like, come back or, like, yeah, what made you yeah. come here in the first so, place? So the interesting or? thing is, like, we started here at Victory Point in 1994. I had been in pastoral ministry and nothing terrible. I just, you know, thought, and and part of it was, I thought, I'm not sure I'm the right guy to be in a church. And, you know, I'm not like other pastors. And so I, I entered into the business world, which is what my background had been in. And um, somebody invited us to Victory Point. And uh, I started serving. Somebody found out they were vacant at the time. Somebody found out that I was, that'd been a pastor. So I started preaching and Earl Tiemann actually, uh, for those of you who know Earl, Earl invited me into a small group. So ah, I got into good small old Earl. group and all that stuff, and then ended up um, in '97 coming back on coming on staff here in a bunch of roles. So, and then 2000, I became the lead pastor. In 2017, we felt released and ended up going to Fort Wayne for a year, and then back here in Holland. And and you know, it's one of the hardest things is going. How do you find a church when you've been at a church for a long time that you really loved and cared for? So Matt was so gracious. We we um, we had a lot of meetings. I said, man, I, I think maybe VP is a place we want to land, but I don't want to be in the way and mm. I don't want to do all that sort of stuff. And Matt was so great about it. And so we just, I mean, Marybeth and I, this is our, this is home for us, mm. you know. Um, and uh, we're gone a lot, and I have I have obligations and commitments through the mission, but. Um, we just really love it. We love the vision. We we really want to live it out. And so now we're trying to figure out how do we plug in. We're we're going to be a part of the prayer ministry, okay? And which is something that we're really passionate about. So mm. um, we look forward to seeing what that looks like as we move forward. Well, cool. Yeah, it's good to see you, yeah. you and Mary Beth, and your family in church again. Yeah, it's really yeah. cool. I'm glad that you've landed here. Yeah, landed here. Thanks. Tom. So cool. All right. Well, we can't let we can't go any further uh, before we do the whole, you know, gateway arch I've been challenge. I've been studying. You're, you're <laughs> in the five minutes between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're two for four. You're trying to you're trying to be you're trying to be seven for ten this week. Okay. So here are your two questions for today. So the arch is situated along the banks of what river? Now you might know this without me giving you the choices, or would you like me to give you? Oh, uh, give me the choices. Okay. So the Missouri, Ohio, Mississippi. Oh, see, I probably don't know. Oh, I'm going to guess. Um, I'm just going to say uh, it starts with an M. It does start with an M. It starts oh, with I an M. Wait. Uh, no, no, there's two. There's I know, two. I know. Uh, I'm going to say it's on the banks of the Mississippi. It is on the All banks right, of the Mississippi River. Okay, right. so we're three for five. Very exciting three now. And, okay, here we go. Let's go to page two. All right. Okay. So the arch was constructed to honor the United States what? A, the westward expansion, B, the national bird, which is the eagle, C, the industrial revolution in the early 1900s. The arch was constructed to honor the United States what? I would say A, the western expansion. You are correct. All right. I yes. remember that. that there was, we go. That St. Louis was the gateway to the west, yes. right? So uh, you are four for six. Oh, good. Okay. Four um, for six. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better about this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's four more questions to go. Okay. 
All right. Well, thanks for playing along. All right. And appeasing Tom. That's <laughs> right. All right. So, folks, we are in Genesis 18 today, and we're going to start at verse 20, and I'll read the passage today, and we'll go from 20 to 32. Here we go. It's a familiar story for those of you that are familiar with the story of mm. Abraham. Okay. Then the Lord said, the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sins so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went toward Sodom, but Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous with the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. And then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five people? If I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again, he spoke to him. What if only 40 are found there? He said, for the sake of 40, I will not do it. And then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And then Abraham said, now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. And then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only 10 can be found there? And he answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. Now, the first thing I come up with is, like, how bold yeah. is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. How right. bold he is. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you know, I, mean, I remember he's, he's got family there. So, you know, a lot in his, his, his nephew, true. his family's yeah. there. But it, it, it's a, it, it's really quite a interesting sort of relational connection. One of the things I noticed is, like, how he st- the way he starts and the way it progresses. At first, he kind of goes, look, God. You're God. You're a judge. Righteous is the God of the universe going to destroy this? And then by the end, far be it from you you to do (laughs) that, God. And then he ends up going, all right, I I don't want to, I'm going to bring out one more thing. So there's this, there's this journey goes on in the conversation, you know, that just is, is just a fascinating sort of thing. But clearly, clearly, again, there, there seems for me that in many of these passages this week, it's this theme. There's this crazy egregious sin. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a reason why, you know, we, we say that when perversity and immorality is happening, it's Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean, it, right. lots of really terrible yep. things are yep. happening in this town. So, so it isn't like they just, you know, said a bad word, right? <laughs> right exactly. I mean, these are, these are, and then there's this graciousness of God, right? So there's this, this, this really egregious, terrible, sinful environment. And yet there's a God who's willing to go, okay, uh, I won't destroy all of these people if I can find 10 righteous. And that's the other thing that was really interesting to me too, is that the, the sparing of the city isn't about the people who are sinful. It's about God's righteous people. 
I'm not, I'm not sure how I dig into that exactly, but it's it's dependent upon finding people who are righteous in the city. And and I'm going to kind of go off a little bit, yeah, but yeah. It, it, I kind of wonder if God's saying, you know what, if there's if there's 10 there, maybe they can impact the city. Hmm. Maybe they can change things, you know. OK, maybe maybe this can happen, you know, because it, it, it speaks to me about the impact that those of us who are children of God and followers of Christ ought to have on our culture and our world and a little bit of the expectation. I remember one time somebody, I, I don't, you know, I don't remember who said it. I'd love to think I thought it up, but, I'm sure <laughs> um, but you know, the problem with light, I mean, people, the people of God are called to be light in darkness. The problem with the world isn't that it's dark. It's always been dark ever since sin came into it. Right. The problem is darkness is just being what darkness is. It's the lack of light that's the problem, hmm. you know. So I always want to try to focus on the darkness and how dark it is. Right. And I look think, how awful. Yeah, it is. how awful. Yeah. It is. And it's not. It's not. It's not untrue. Right. Uh, it is uh, awful. But the issue is, are the people who are supposed to be righteous being righteous? Mm -hmm. You know, and are those of us who are being are supposed to be light in a dark world being light? Mm -hmm. And and so I, I again I don't I don't want to read too much into it, but it feels right, like right, right. because the the sparing of the city is about the righteous. Right. Correct. It's about finding people who will represent God hmm. in the city. Right. And unfortunately, if we go on in the story, we don't find them. We don't, mm. They don't find him in Sodom right. and Gomorrah, so Sodom and Gomorrah get destroyed. Right. So the consequences of God's um, judgment happens anyways. Right. But for me, that was that was one of, you know, the biggest things here, you mm -hmm. know, was that how do, how do I, as a representative of Jesus in the world, shine light into the darkness? You know? And that's so hard at times, you know, mm -hmm. because you... Because there's sometimes where you, you want to reach out to someone and, and they're living a sinful, sinful life in your eyes. And like you don't want to condone what they're doing, but you, I know it, it's hard. It is hard. It is hard. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's one of the reasons why it's important that we are in relationship with people mm -hmm. um, who um, don't yet know Jesus, um, that we don't expect them to live lives that are, um, exemplary of mm -hmm. Jesus and because then we become Pharisees and we become these right. people who say you got to live this way and it's not really from the inside out. But yeah, I mean, because relationally you can have a conversation um, with people and they may not be offended with you. But if, if we walk around, you know, carrying signs, you know, um, no, no, truth, th there may be truth in what we do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to say that's not, those aren't true things, but, um, when we come alongside someone and have a relationship with them and we're able to say, Hey, can we talk about these things? Or they bring them up. We have, we have friends like that, mm -hmm. you know, who don't know Jesus and um, we don't expect them to act like Jesus. Right. You know, right. And, and to do so would be unfair to them. Um, it's our responsibility to say, okay, how do I, how do I reflect Jesus? How do I, you know, how am I righteous in the midst of the darkness right, or, right. or in, in the midst of unrighteousness? So, And, and that, that reminded me a couple of weeks ago, a couple of, well, last month or so, we had the sermon series, Bless, right? Mm -hmm. B-L-E-S-S, -S, yeah. you know, and 
you know, begin with prayer. You know, we have to be in prayer for these people in our lives who don't know Jesus yet. Yeah. Right. And then was the L listen, I think. Yeah, it was. You know, listen, you know, like when, when you're, when you're relating with this person, listen to what they're really saying, you know, eat with them. That was the E, right? Enjoy, do life with them, share stories. I forget what the last S was. Well, serve, and I think it's serve and share. It's that, it's that eventually we do need to get to a place where, you know, I'm, I'm not nice to you. We we used to talk about this when we first started um, moving into sort of a a area of mission personally. And then as a church, Mm -hmm. we said, look, when you go out and serve people, it's not because you're a nice person you're doing this. You're doing it because you've been served and loved by the God of the universe mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ. So make sure you you share that story. Right. Because there's all kinds of people doing nice stuff. Correct. So so what I'm saying is at some point you do need to get to the place where you go, hey, you know, um, God has God has a great love for you. The sin and brokenness in your life is something he'll forgive and cover, you know, all that. Um, but. Uh, you need to, I think you need to be relationally connected to people mm-hmm. like that. So for me, that was, that was a story. I mean, all the stuff with Abraham is kind of, kind of, kind of interesting to see him sort right, of right. navigate that. But, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's more about, Hey, how are we going to be righteous in a world that's unrighteous? Mm-hmm. You know, how are we going to be light in a world that's darkness? How am I, how am I going to do that in right. my, in my own world? Right. So, so what challenge can we leave with our listeners today, Steve, on this Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, where are you, you know, where are you engaging with people? I guess that's the, where are you engaging with people who um, don't know the Lord, who maybe are living in the in the brokenness of sin? And, and what does light look like, mm-hmm. you know, for, for me and for you? And, mm-hmm. you know, we can be nice to people, but eventually we do need to say, hey, let me tell you my story. Right. But where is that happening for us and where are we being intentional about that? Right. Cool. Thank you. All right, listeners, uh, we hope to uh, see you back here tomorrow for Thursday's podcast. Have a great day. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.